You are tuned in to the Grit and Barrett Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to covering the 11-time, no, 12-time Calder Cup champions, the Hershey Bears. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk. Now here's your host, Richard Blosser. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grit and Bear It podcast, everyone. It is a, well, Sunday when I'm I'm recording this as well, February, what the heck am I saying? November 5th, 2023, and for those of you listening along on the audio, it will be November 6th, 2023. How the heck is everyone doing out there? Out there, my name is Richard Blosser, the host of the Grit and Barrett podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to the now 12, 12 time Carter Cup champions. We are still the champions. I'd have a championship belt around here somewhere, but I didn't necessarily think of it. We're, of course, streaming on a bunch of platforms here. Give me just a second here to get some things out on the socials as well, because, well, that's all part of the game isn't it nowadays so uh hold on let me just do this some stuff here talk amongst yourselves uh for all of you who do listen to this thank you so much for doing this i really appreciate the journey that all of you have have shared with me with this show because last week we got last week's show to 70 count them 70 uh downloads last week (laughs) which is pretty damn impressive if I don't if I don't say so myself. So um let's hope we can just try and uh, keep that going there there everyone. Hold on here just I swear I'm going to finish some of this stuff up. I absolutely s- swear I will. Um I want to apologize to uh, to everyone that I know the reception's going to be a little glitchy. My internet's not the best. This laptop I work with is not the best. For all of you on the audio side just try to get through this um, as well. So as if you're watching along on the video, you'll notice that I am indeed wearing the Hockey Fights Cancer jersey from the very first year that we did this. And plus for all of you watching along there on the Hershey Club fan fan club page, please leave a comment and I'll try to read them out during the show. If you have questions, go ahead and send them in as well. You have questions? That's understandable. So, um... So, of course, I'm wearing the lavender and the hockey fights cancer during November. Why? Two reasons. Number one, it's November. The calendar says so. And number two, uh, next week, we're going to have our hockey fights uh, cancer game, to which they are going to wear lavender jerseys during warm-ups. Probably with some limited stuff on there as well. Why? Because new branding around the arena ain't going to pay for itself. So... You know, enough about that. I'm uh, I'm sounding bitter. I'm sounding bitter about this. Let's just keep this going. The Bears played two games this past weekend as the boys traveled all the way up. 81 to take on those no good, dirty, filthy, rotten Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins there on a Friday night up there at Mohegan Sun Arena at Casey Plaza. Now, yours truly attended morning skate there on Friday, and uh, Bears are working through an injury or two. I mean, it was good to see Mike Scarbosa back. 
out there skating around after what happened to him last weekend. He did play on Wednesday and was going to play tonight. Jimmy Huntington, he's feeling better. That's actually from his mouth. Still in red, no contact, but um, it's morning skate. Whoever wanted to show up, you know, showed up, and that was fine. But the boys went up 81. Good, healthy amount of Bears contingency went up there. And now you feel the pot boiling between the Bears and the Penguins. Now you feel the rivalry starting to brew with more people showing up at each other's location. And um, <laughs> hope you're ready for some Road Wilkes-Barre games over the next month because we got two more of these to go. Yay. So it's Hershey and Wilkes-Barre on, on Friday night. It's Hunter, grab your palisman and get out there taking on Joel Blumquist, a uh, prospect-ish, kind of, for Wilkes-Barre, something. Certainly better when they threw Garrett Sparks out there against them. And we're at it there in the first. And the Bears, it, it, it's a bit of a slow start out there. Uh um, passes just aren't really connecting. Things feel a little bit off, and already we're getting getting the whole going. Well, you know, the Bears is a little rough. The the ice is a little rough tonight. Pucks are bouncing all over the place. It's like a beach ball. Mm, you kind of said that last time, and it's not one of those last summer pushes that happens in Pennsylvania, typically around early to mid October. Because usually in, in Northeast PA or in PA in general, you get that one last run of 70. Maybe even you get 80. Maybe you get 80 if you're lucky in PA. but And that usually will generate some fog games. And when it gets foggy, the, the, puck, the, the ice is a little bit extra wet and things will start. Pucks will start chipping and bumping around all over the place. Now it's not so much. Now it is fall. Now this is the fall that everybody romanticizes about. It's 60s. It's 50s. It's 40s at night. Sometimes on a cold spell. It's 30s. You have that morning frost. This is the fall that everybody romanticizes. Okay? No more warm stuff. This is fall weather. So you can't really use that as an excuse there anymore. And speaking of excuses, the refs give a penalty to a Rushef. To uh, Austin Rushef, the big beefy boy up there in Wilkes-Barre. The man is 6'7", without skates. You just look at him and go, wow, he's a tall, he's tall. And he goes off for interference and the Bears' power play goes to work. They're in the, fir they're in the first period actually setting up back out there to the point over to the rings. To the wings, Chase Presky skates over to the far boards. Chase has the puck, puts it down low to Scarbosa, who looks out in front for Mike Vecchione. Puck on a stick, he shoots, he scores! Mike Vecchione gets it home on a power play goal, slaps it right past Joe Blumquist, and it's one nothing Hershey on the power play. Uh, let me just do something here real quickly because I think AHL has finally corrected um, something on on their app if it ever loads up uh let's see here if they've actually done this okay i can actually uh i can actually do do this now uh da, 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 da. let me just see here no don't want that 
Don't want that. This is what I want. Ah, yes. Mike Vecchione slaps home for his fourth of the season. Mike Scarbosa, his eighth assist. Chase Presky, his fifth assist of the season. And it's one nothing Hershey. Yes. All right. All right. No more of these fast starts for Wilkes-Barre. They got us with a 5-1. It's not going to happen again. We're not going to have another blowout in Wilkes-Barre. We're not going to have another DX night. We're not going to have a five-yeah night. We're not going to hear, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, none of that. That ain't happening. Not today, Satan. Not today. But you can tell here in the first period that it, it's that while well, the Bears got the goal, offensive zone time has been rather rough because whenever they chip the puck in, Bloomquist and the defense is always back. The Bears go in for puck battles on the boards and they're just getting beaten off, off the pucks. And it, it's not like in Lethal Lava Land in Mario 64 when they say when somebody pushes, you just pushes back. It's just they go into the corner. All right, I got the puck. Okay, I don't have it. I, I get it. And, and it's, it's, it's gone. So that, a bit of a rough night up there in Wilkes-Barre. But, you know, we have the lead. We have the lead in Wilkes-Barre. So let's just take it and move on. The, uh, and as we get into the first, I can kind of feel Wilkes-Barre pressing a little bit. I can feel that, you know, they're starting to push back a little bit. And the Bears, they hold them off, and it's one nothing Bears after one. Okay? Good. Great. We're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. I can see one person commenting on here, and I'm not going to say what's on there. But, oh, well. I'm going to keep this going. So, um, so one nothing after one. And in the second period, Wilkes-Barre comes out absolutely flying they are determined to get pucks in on hunter shepherd and one thing i'm starting to notice with shepherd here a little bit hold on here but i'm starting to notice with shepherd is that he's leaving a lot of rebounds shepherd's fighting the puck a lot it's not a lot of shots go into it he holds the puck and he's able to hold it for a rebound no there's been a lot of fighting and jumping and and odd fights away to knock the puck away and i'm like hunter are you okay? Are you fine there, Hunter? And social media is starting to notice notice this too, as fans are like, "Well, Hunter doesn't look doesn't look very good tonight." Wilkes-Barre's just getting is getting some shots in on him, and when they do, they're very dangerous. Wilkes-Barre's not getting a lot of shot slot slot shots, but there's been a lot of, as the analytics would say, a lot of high danger shots. A lot of rebounds are coming, are coming in as well. And we trend late into, into the second winding down. It's still one, nothing Wilkes-Barre and we're, and I'm like, okay, okay, let's just, let's just get out of this one. Nothing Wilkes-Barre's really, really pushing here. They're getting better as the period goes along. It's a slog of a game. The shots are only 11, 11 midway through the second. Okay. And Wil and Wilkesbury works the puck down low. Time's running out, running out there on the period. Throws a puck out in front. Who's there? It's Alex Nylander. He shoots. He scores. Alex Nylander, because of course he does. Nylander scores for his second of the season, and once you know, 
Both of his goals have come against Hershey. Yeah. 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 Uh, Alex Nylander. Alex Nylander. Two goals this season. Both against us. Gosh. Why? Why do you leave him open? Why him? I mean, was covering, let's see here, Jensen Harkins that important? Was um, Dmitry Simorkov that much of a threat? Alex Nylander ended our season two years ago. I mean, dude's wanted out ever since last year because Pittsburgh ain't going to give him enough time. Nobody in Wilkes-Barre, nobody in Wilkes-Barre is having a good time, good time out there and going up to Pittsburgh. So it's 1-1. Alex Nylander with the second. Jason Harkins with his third. Dmitry Samorkov with his first assist. And it's 1-1 after two. <laughs> I didn't want this. I don't. I don't need this to be stressful. And we go into the third and you could tell how tense things are. Things are very getting rather tense here. And Tyler Fadoon goes up for tripping, tripping. Wilkes-Barre fans don't like it watching their, wearing their Chinese knockoff Pittsburgh Penguins jersey. And for the first time this season, I hear it over the speakers. The dick. Ruff, you suck! Cole Porter! Oh my gosh. It, but at, at least Wilkes-Barre's not doing it after every penalty. At least they're not doing it after every penalty like last year. But the Bears are able... The, the Bears can't capitalize because of a really annoying habit they were doing this game. Like... The Bears would get set up in their 5-2-2 lineup or 1-3-1 lineup. And anytime a guy would get the puck out on the wings and send it back up to the point, there'd be no point man there. There'd be nothing. It's like Scarbosa would have it on the boards, turn blind pass to get it back out to the point where I guess Chase Presky should be, and he's not there, and it goes right out of the zone. Puck gets rolled around the boards. Maybe there's a guy, guy at the point there to get it. Nope, winger guy's not able to secure it against the boards and right out the zone it goes. Goes. Puck no, down low, try to get it back out to the point. Oh, look, Chase Presky or Logan Day's not there. And the puck just right out of the zone. What are we doing? What are we doing? Who's like, 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 who's out of position here? Someone ain't doing their job. And I, well, have you ever played the game? No, but I can talk about it, can I? So later on, the Bears go. Dylan Mickelrath gets called for hooking, and he they kill that off. Okay, Bogdan Treniav goes off for tripping with four minutes to go, and I'm like, aha, aha, here it is. This is what's going to do it. This is what's going to get us. And thankfully, the Bears are able to kill it off. With 90 seconds to go, we'll Sperry still pressing. They're leading us here in the shots, but okay. I'm watching on the edge of my seat. Let's just get this overtime. I'll take a loser point. I'll just, I'll take a loser point. I don't mind. I'll take one there. There. 20 seconds left. 15, 10. Mira has it along the boards. Backhands it. 
Hands it. Knocked down by a penguin. Five seconds left. Puck still at the point. Someone, someone get him. Puck out the out at the point. And Mark Johnstone throws one on the buzzer and what? It goes in. Mark Johnstone just scored. With only one, no, 0.5 seconds left on the clock. Okay, this didn't count. This didn't count. Refs, go look at it. It didn't count. It didn't count. Shut that music off. You didn't score. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ, this, this isn't happening. Refs come back out. And it's a goal. With 0.5 seconds left. Face-off happens. It's irrelevant. And Wilkes-Barre freaking wins it. Wilkes-Barre wins two on the final. You had one job, guys. What? Miro, you had one freaking job. Get the puck out of the zone and make sure it doesn't go to a guy in white. You got clear the zone. Stop playing like crap. But then you let these guys back in. And Hunter Shepard just doing this to get out to avoid the puck? What the hell's that? You're just going to jump? What, is Van Halen playing in your mask? Everything about that was stupid and wrong. Now, okay, before I get two sour grapes here, credit to Mark Johnston with awareness and a... Put the puck at the right place at the right time. I'm I'm willing to acknowledge an opponent when he does something right. But as much as Wilkes-Barre did right, the Bears did twice wrong. And, and I know people are going to say, you're, you're overreacting to this. It's just October. No! This is twice we've lost to them. The Bears have three losses on the season. Three. Uno, dos, tres. Three. Two of them are to Wilkes-Barre, up in Wilkes-Barre. Alex Nylander has two goals on the season against us. He doesn't score against Hartford. He doesn't score against Springfield. He doesn't score against Belleville. Only against us. At home. And all you had to do, all this team had to do, get the puck out of the zone. Or... Here's a better idea. How about have a, a competent power play on the road? You did it in Providence, and you haven't won there in five freaking years. Now, I wasn't the only one who felt this way. Oh, I hope Coach Nelson went in there and read them the ride act. And he felt the same way, too. I should know. I got to hear it. This loss... This is Wilkes-Barre season. I, I, I saw Wilkes-Barre fans on, on social media after this. To them, the rest of the season won't matter because they will have this moment. Congratulations, Miro and Hunter. You've worked yourself into Wilkes-Barre Scranton opening montages for probably the next couple years. All right. Nice job. Good job, guys. 
and I can handle losing. But it's the way you lose. The way you lose like that. At the buzzer? Where's the sticks and lanes? Where's the bodies? Why is Hunter standing up to make a save? If he goes into the butterfly and it and it somehow goes in, I could tip my cap to that. But all he did was this. Just jump. And what? Was it going to hit you? What, do you think the power of your beard was going to stop it? This was stupid. The way you lost is what bothers me. Point five. If this would have went into overtime, and let's say uh, Jason Hawkins scores on a breakaway, and and they win 2-1. You know what I say? We got a point. We nicked a point. All right, let's go. And there are other people who will look at this and say, bleep happens. On to the next one. But this game, the Bears played flat. They got pushed around. Miro got moved up to the second line, or I think it was Miro Dubé got moved up to the second line. And that Rybinski, Miro, and Ry- Miro, Dubé, and Rybinski line all got broken up. And maybe that's what's going to be our tough place to play this season. The curse has been transferred from Providence to Wilkes-Barre. Maybe that's what it is now. So, yeah. I kind of had this in my back pocket ever since, ever since Friday night. And that one took me a while to come back down from. I needed some angry Steve Dangle to get me through just how upset I was because of how you lost. And I didn't put Steve Dangle gifts on just to be cute. <laughs> That's how I really felt. So, okay, let's just, Let's just try to move on from this. The Bears will be back at it the next night to go up against Bridgeport. And we'll get right to that right after this. All right, Bears fans, NFL season is still upon us. Lord football is staying with us through the Hollandaise season. And you need to get in on that sweet, sweet football action. And of course, DraftKings have got have got you covered with some great deals all month long as we head into Thanksgiving. College football is going to be winding up soon, and you need to get some money down. You need to go out there. Sometimes you need to double up to catch up. Sometimes you need to play that big noon, that high noon game on a Saturday and get yourself some good college football action. And DraftKings will will help you with it. Of course, the big game coming up this weekend, Penn State and Michigan there at the Big Hoose big house and you can bet on some of that sweet action as well some great nfl action coming up as well get in on the game day goodness and download DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code thpn in the banner banner below or if you're listening on the audio new customers can score 200 dollars instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the nfl that's code thpn only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY 
or text help NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Licensee partner, Gold Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 days after insurance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash NFL terms for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. So also another sponsor of the podcast podcast this month is Raycon. So, folks, the holiday season is coming up. Actually, it's upon us. It's upon us because we're going to partake in America's favorite pastime this November. No, no, no. It's not eating and stuffing your face. It's the one thing us Americans do well. It's shopping. And you need to go out there and get, get some good gifts for low prices because, let's face it, times are tough for, for all of us. So what can you get? What can you get this time this time of year? Maybe some cheap decorations, maybe who knows that. But we all listen to music. We all listen to podcasts. We all use our phones. We all do that to listen to the music and stuff that we like. And there's no better place to get a good deal than with Raycon. And with Raycon, you don't need to wait till Black Friday to get in on a good deal because you can shop Raycon products right now and receive 50% off because Black Friday sale is going on now. Now, I've heard I've seen Raycon being advertised all over all over YouTube. Your favorite video has it, your favorite podcaster, your favorite content creator, whatever has it. Has it. But I'm not just saying saying this because it's just, you know, I'm sponsored for it as well a good set of earbud headphones is really good whenever you need to listen to music for whatever you're you're doing maybe you need a getting a brisk late fall walk earbuds are perfect to go in your your ear not only are they water and sweat resistant as well they are comfortable in there for easy fitting and seamless bluetooth integration will make sure that you have a smooth listening listening experience no matter no matter where you go, you can go with the stylish everyday earbuds, or maybe a wireless wireless headphone is is right right up your alley. Whichever one you choose, you'll find the right deal for you on Raycon. Get everyone get everyone on holiday shopping spirit a bit early as Raycon is offering a twenty percent off everything on their site with select products up to fifty percent off. Hurry now to, to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buy Raycon.com slash THPN and score up to 50% off Raycon products at buy Raycon.com slash THPN. And now on with the show. And. And we're back here on the Grit and Bear It podcast, doing a uh, video podcast of this as well. Thank you to everyone who is listening. And for those of you who are listening on the audio form, which will be out tomorrow or on Monday, thank you so much for listening as well. The Bears were back at it on a Saturday night as the 
as the Bridgeport ugh, Islanders come to town. God, I hate seeing the Bridgeport, Bridgeport Islanders. Well, the Bears are looking to get back to get back on track. You know, n- Coach Nelson felt the boys came out flat there on uh, on uh, on Friday night and said this can't happen again and it won't happen again and challenged his big boys to go out there and respond. Hey, we did it during the Calder Cup playoffs. We can certainly do it this season because the Bears haven't lost back-to-back games this season. They haven't. So I'm sure nothing wrong will come of this game. And the Bears skate back out there as it is Clay Stevenson out there taking on... Who's that over there? Ah, Jeremy Skarek. Skarek, Skarek, Jeremy Skarek. Well, better get used to it because we're going to see a good amount up there. John Merritt, thank you for liking, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, it's the Bears and the Bridgeport Islanders. Myself, all the way back up there on press row once again. It's a good healthy there Saturday night. And I take a look at the tags up there. I'm like, okay, all right. Colorado Avalanche scout. What's that? Keith a coin? Keith a co- Not that Keith a coin? Nah. Nah. Can't be. It can't be that Keith a coin. Why would he be a scout for the Avalanche? It can't be him. No way it's him. So, jump with that midway, late in the third. We have a break in the, break in the second. We have a break in the action. I go, excuse me. Keith a coin? He goes, yeah. I'm like, Former Hershey Bear Keith the Coin, part of the Hershey Trinity. What's the Hershey Trinity? Yourself, Andrew Gordon, Alexander Giroux. Three of the most dangerous forwards. And he goes, yeah, that's, yep, that's me. And my head's going, oh, it is Keith the Coin. And he's sitting right near me. Be cool, man. Be cool. Breathe. Don't say anything stupid. For the love of God, don't say anything stupid. Like, hey, that 09-10 team, that's what got me into hockey. Like, that was that was one of the first seasons I watched. He goes, yeah, I really miss those times. <laughs> Don't we all, Keith? Don't we all? I didn't say that to him. I go, well, we love watching the highlights of you over and over again. Thank you so much, brother. So, um, yeah, I got to meet Keith Coin up there. And who knows? Maybe I might have to bring him on during the summer. I might. Private, take notes. May have to try and bring former Hershey Bear on during the summer. May have to reach out to him during the hot months. Kowalski, he might not survive. Anyway, moving on. Back to Bridge, Bridgeport versus Hershey. On we go. I'm what? I'm watching up there. And it's still a sluggish start, start to the Bears. It's still a bit of a rough one for the guys. They're getting pushed around. They're... Passes aren't connecting. Things aren't going, aren't going, going very well. And I'm like, oh great, here we go. It's Bridgeport. We played Friday. They didn't. They're traveling. They're traveling down, but they're fresh. I know where this game's going to go. It isn't going to be pretty. And in comes Bridgeport. Jeff Kubiak's able to keep the puck in the zone. Paladu slaps a puck down low. Scramble on the crease, and it's in. It's in. White Stevenson's down. No, ref's pointing. It's good. Samuel Aslan. Samuel Aslan gets the puck in the net. Actually, 
Let me check something here. Let me check something here. Talk amongst yourselves here for a second here. All right, let's go to here. Da, 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 da. There we go. Thankfully, I have just a little packet here that I can see where I could try and pronounce the name correctly. Uh, let's see here. No, that's for us. That's the pronunciation guide for us. Give me the one for, for Bridgeport. And it's not there. The pronunciation guide's only for us. Anyway, Sam, I was trying to look up to see if I was going to pronounce the name correctly. Samuel Aslin gets a second of the season. Paul Ladoon, former Hershey Bear, gets an assist. Jeff Kubiak, no, no relation to Larry Kubiak. If you get that reference, I love you. Uh, let's, let's see here. Something here. And um, let's see here. John. Here, checking in. Uh, let's see here. The refs, referees sucked at that game. That wasn't necessarily the refs' fault, but wasn't exactly the best game. John, thank you, brother. And uh, yeah, Jeff Kubiak gets the goal, and it's one nothing. Oh, great! Not great. Bridgeport's in the lead. I'm I, I'm up here on press row. Bridgeport's in the lead. Everybody's going to be upset. It's a decent crowd. It's a decent crowd here on a, on a Saturday night, but if this goes sideways, I know where it's going to go. Bears get a power play late in the period as Fatu Lucas goes off for tripping. Oh, you never forget when you're sitting up in press row as Jared Ronsky, friend of the podcast, says, Bridgeport penalty. They don't even say it like up there, Jared, but good on, on you. Blah, blah, blah. Two minutes for tripping. Love you, Jared. Mean it. And uh, the Bears, the power play is just not really doing anything. And people are yelling shoot all the time. And it's going sideways. And people are getting getting upset. Set Mike's set. Joe Snively throws it up to Logan Day. Power play just expires. And I hear from the crowd, shoot it. Logan Day goes, okay. Pff, fire scores. Logan Day. Mayday! Mayday! Logan Day has tied the game with a blue line laser. The blue line blast gets it past Skarik, and it's tie game. Logan Day with his second. Joe Snively with his seventh assist of the season. And Henrik Rybinski with his first assist. And it's tied. Tie game. All right. And not bad for the Bears who only have... Four shots all period. Four. Four. Now, granted, uh, and that was with Bridge, Bridgeport taking three penalties. It should be the other. Did I read this right? Yeah, I did read this right. Bridgeport was shorthanded a lot. And you could only muster four shots on goal? Four? I mean, yes, the game's tied. You're a little lucky for, for it to be tied there. And we're just not playing well. Again, passes aren't connecting. We're not getting a lot of in-zone pos possession. I mean, we're going to have him on now here in a little bit. But um, Strom, I know we had him in these past two games for a more defensive-based game, but um, I haven't really noticed much out of him so far. Where's Ethan Frank? Where's our big guys? 
I mean, Mike Vecchioni can't do the whole thing himself, and the guy's trying. He even works the puck down low into the boards, and in comes Ladoon and goes, bam! And Mike's just like, oh, oh, God, right in the pork tenderloin region. Ugh. And I'm just like, Mike, you don't have to go that hard. <laughs> You're trying. You really are. And, and okay, I got to say this to get this out, out of my system. Um, I don't know his exact name, but I have another friend up there on press row and he's marking down. He's saying, man, Mike Scarbos has a lot of turnovers. And I'm like, it's not that bad. Every player has one or two per game. It happens. He goes, no, watch him. And there was one play early in the second where Mike had was bringing the puck off, off the near boards. And he could either play the puck behind him back to the defense, but he decides to throw a cross a upper cross ice pattern that would have gotten out to the zone all the way to the winger that was up there. The pass didn't get there and it went right to an Islander. And I'm like, that was a bad pass to turn. Okay. It, it's not going to happen. Everybody has something like that. Mike's two shifts later. Scarbosa leads another rush up. Does a behind the back pass. Hoping Chase Presky is going to be there. No nope, Islander gets it and takes away. And the guy's like, that's Scarbosa's third turnover. I'm like this. Okay. It's fine. Couple of shifts later, Mike Scarbosa getting the puck out of the zone, throws it back out of the, dumps the puck out of the zone, but it goes right to another Islander. That's technically another turnover. Puck comes into the offensive zone, out of the corner on the near boards. Near boards, trying to set up a power play. It's forcing cross-ice passes instead of going back to the point. And I'm like, oh my gosh. The guy's right. Mike does a lot of turnovers out there. And I can't unsee this. I really can't unsee this because it's it, it, it's like you're watching a bad 70s film or bad early 80s film and you see the boom mic on camera just there in the shot, like the tip of the boom mic is just on camera or a really bad shot and you have the tip of the boom mic is in shot as they're talking. And I'm like, I can't unsee this now. Like every time you watch that movie, you're going to watch the movie more and more to see where the boom mic is to see if you can detect it. And I'm seeing with Mike Scarbosa, he does a lot of turnovers. For a lot of good that he does, he does equally amount as bad. And I got nothing against Scarbosa. I like the guy. I really do. But now I can't unsee this and I'm going to be watching this guy more. I mean, it may sound like I'm picking on the guy, but it's there. and. And it's hard not to see. And we get through two. And it's more of this game is not going well. It's 1-1, but we're still playing like crap. We ain't playing well, Bob. We ain't doing well, Bob. And uh, let's see here. John Merritt saying, I guess John here is noticing the Scarbosa turnovers too. Yeah. Yep. Folks, next time you go to a game, if you're up enough, you Loyal Bears fans who go often enough, watch Scarbosa for a couple of shifts. And again, I don't want to pick on the guy too hard. Everybody makes mistakes, but um, it's a thing. So we go into the third, and the Bears aren't playing the best. The Sound Tigers are playing more of that pesky Islanders type play that that for all of you Islanders fans out there, you know how they play, of course, under Lou Lamorello. They're not really playing that way any 
not really playing that may, way anymore. But midway through the third, I'm like, it's 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 one one. The guys are going to find a way to lose this, aren't they? They're absolutely going to. And another power play for for the boys as well. And this was their sixth power play. Six. Six power play. And there's, you guys got to do something event, eventually. Al, as Alex Lim, Limigas gets it around back to Scarbosa, up to Presky. Presky fires. He scores! Chase Presky from the point. A freaking missile off the stick and it beats Zarek. Clean as a whistle. And he turns around the blue line and goes, yeah! 2-1 Hershey. Chase Presky, his second. Mike Scarposa, we just talked about talked about him. We just freaking talked about him. Ninth assist. And Alex Limagus, Lamose, I'm sorry, Lamose makes it 2-1 and shh. Alex Lamose has eight assists on the season. Shh. Shh. The mob hand. Shh. Alex Lamose has eight assists on the season. I know Scarbosa technically has more, and so does Joe Snively, but he's really picking up a lot of points. So just, you might want to watch number 12. Just saying. Just saying. So, all right, I'm typing away out here. We're All right, we're in the lead. I'm typing away here on the social media. And Joe Snively strips a puck to Alex Lamose. He's all alone in front. Alone in front of Sarek. Deeks backhands. He scores! opens up Sarayek and slides at five hole. Alex, I didn't even get done typing on Twitter. And Alex scores for his second of the season. Joe Snively, his eighth assist. And it's 3-1, two goals in 20 seconds. Wow. Alex, well done, lad. Well done. Lamar. Limoges with his second, Snively with his eighth, 3-1. And all right, we're going to be okay. We're going to be fine. What do you mean Henrik Rybinski's going off for checks, notes, slashing? Because, of course, they pull the goaltender. Pull the goaltender. Six on four with four minutes to go. And Bridgeport, you know, in this situation, it would really help if they had a guy like Ryan or Chris Bork. Right now. I mean, sure. Seth Helgeson is the captain, but um, they're really missing some guys right now. So Hershey's able to kill it off. They dump the puck out of the zone. Nobody's really going for the empty net, but it's fine. Clock's winding down. Tick, 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 tick. Three, two, one, win. And that's the end of the game. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Bridgeport. Bears win it and are back in the win column. Three to one the final. Your three stars are Chase Presky with the goal, Clay Stevenson, who went 26 for 27, and Alex Lamose with two points, a goal, and an assist. Now, as much as this didn't show up on the scoreboard, I got to admit, I've got to admit, Clay Stevenson is getting better. I've really been liking Ch- Clay Stevenson's development over the past couple games. He's had some bad rebounds as well. Didn't have a great game up in Wilkes-Barre. But 
the kids become battle hardened because of it. He's taken from what his losses. He's learned and absorbed it into his essence. And he is not clay. He's becoming hardened and he's becoming rock hard earth, which is nowhere near as dirty as it sounds. He is becoming the earth dragon slowly, but surely we're not going to put the title on him yet. But clay's getting there. And I like what this kid's doing, doing because me thinks don't know how long we're going to have Hunter Shepard during, during this season. But the Bears get back in the win column. Good for them. And uh, we're going to take a look at the standings here in a minute. But I just want to bring up to some Bears fans here. We had some weird matchups in the division this weekend. Like Providence and Cleveland played each other this weekend. And this was brought up by friend of the podcast, Patrick Williams. Um, This is the first time Providence and Cleveland have played each other. Since 1972. I'm not joking. Over 50 years and they've never played each other. Now granted, Cleveland, Lake Erie, whatever you call them, have been around for about maybe 15, 20 years. And yeah, Providence came into the league in 1992 as the Providence Bruins. They were known as the Providence Reds and stuff. But yeah. Providence and Cleveland have not played each other since 1972. And they finally did that in Cleveland over the weekend. Good on them. Good on them. And we had a way West Coast opponent come to play in the division as the San Diego Gulls traveled from one side of the country to the next to take on the Charlotte Checkers. Charlotte this year is going to California they have two, two, two games, two, four game sets against California opponents. Like they played the goals this weekend in a two game set, San Diego goals, the farm club of the Anaheim ducks. And they're playing the San Jose Barracuda farm club of the San Jose sharks. And as of right now, they have more wins than the San Jose sharks. Um, they're going to be playing them sometime this year, but next week, Charlotte's going to California for two weeks. They're going to play a two-game extended set there, I think probably in a, in San Jose-ish or something like that. And then they're just they're just going to stay out there and uh and go to and end up going to San Diego. So as weird as that may sound to all of us, it shows when possible. When you have the dance partners to do this, an East Coast team can go out to the West. Non-finals. It's very much possible. And it feeds into the argument that us Bears fans have had for years. We want to see more diversity in our opponents. And yes, we're getting the Iowa Wild this year in a couple of weeks. And I'm very happy to see that. More of this, please. But let's hope that this extends the Bears' reach because this is the farthest west non-finals that we have gone since Manitoba. Remember in 08-09, we had a two-game set against the Moose during the regular season, the fighting Corey Schneiders. So hopefully this shows... Now, yes, Charlotte has a big airport hub down there. For all of you who've traveled, Charlotte Airport, it's a thing. It's a mess. But it's a thing, and it's a major hub there in Car- in Carolina. 
Um, Harrisburg International Airport is a terminal at best. You want a big flight? Catch a flying goose from Harrisburg to Philadelphia and then get your big flight. I should know. I did that for Vegas. But point still stands. Point still stands that this shows that you can go from east to west and find ways to make it happen if you have the right dance partners to do so. And yes, I am happy we're getting the Iowa Wild this year. I'm very happy. But let's just try to extend that. Maybe play, oh, I don't know, the Colorado Eagles. I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. All you Bears fans, I hear Denver's lovely in November. I've been there. So food for thought, everyone. Food for thought. I just thought it was really cool that that Charlotte is doing that. But let's take a look at the, the division. But first, before we do, I'm going to have a little audio for you guys. Not here on the video, but for all of you on the audio feed, here is Matt Strom about his time getting back into the Hershey Bears lineup. Another voice you're going to hear in this is Jesse Lieberman, silent friend of the podcast, offering his own questions to Matt Strom. But here is Matt Strom, number 45 of the Hershey Bears. Sorry, guys. You're good. <laughs> so uh, we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Joining me is Matt Strom, the four, fourth liner, the extra bear to get into the lineup. And uh, Matt, first off, thank you so much for coming on and taking time to, uh, to join us not only on the podcast, but for Bear Station. Yeah, thanks for having me. Not a problem, brother. So we'll start off. How did it feel to get back into the lineup finally after um, spending a lot of time just sitting and observing? It felt great. Um, you know, I just tried to keep things simple. It was first game since April. So, you know, just try to do the right things. Um, I know the coaches have trusted me when I'm on the ice. So I just tried to, you know, do my thing, keep it smart, keep it simple. And, yeah, I think it worked out pretty good these past two games. You seem to be a for, uh Coach teams have you on the fourth line and a lot on the penalty kill uh, as well. Is that where you really feel like the type of game that you have, a real defensive-based game? Yeah, I think so. Um, in junior, I was never really like that. But, you know, when you switch to pro hockey, you kind of got to adapt your game. And um, I think they just have the confidence in me and being out there, uh, Nelly and Wellesley on the penalty kill. So that's a big thing for me. I think I take pride in that. And, you know, I just – that's what I got to do. That's my job on this team. And, you know, that's what I got to do to stay in the lineup. So Bears fans definitely can respect those who play defense and kind of the really re respect the unsung heroes. And, um, you know, they really appreciate the shot blocks, the breaking up of the passes and a lot of, like the little thing, little things. Do you take pride in your game that, that you're able to do a lot of those little things, right? Stuff that doesn't show up on the score sheet. For sure. Um, yeah, it's a little tough when you're not producing offense, but you know, like you said, the fans notice that stuff. The coaches notice that stuff. So somebody's going to do it, and I take pride in that. I work on penalty kill in practice. I don't block shots in practice, but I, I know I can do it when the time comes in the game. And, yeah, I just I just try and play my game. I think, you know, we got so many guys who can score on this team this year. So if that's going to be my role this year, that's going to be my role, and I'm just going to do everything I can to, you know, keep that role. As I understand it, uh, following the, the results of these last two games prior to tonight, coaching staff kind of laid out uh, maybe a little bit of dissatisfaction with how things were going uh, when that was addressed in the room this morning who among the locker room amongst the players kind of stepped up and really took the lead on on putting that message into into practice 
Yeah, I think uh, we got a really good leadership group. Um, Mac, obviously, he's uh, he's our leader in there, but we have other guys like Vec and uh, Nesser who they're we're all very vocal in there. I mean, there's guys like Limo, Prisky, Day. They're all stepping up, saying some stuff, just keeping everybody positive, even you know when things aren't really going the best, like it did in Wilkes-Barre. But you know, we just turned the page today, and you know we. We got challenged by coach, and I think we did a good job today. Offensively, uh, Mike Scarbosa kind of running uh, running the offense through him uh, in that number one center spot uh, over these last several games, really for, for much of the season. Uh, for him tonight, uh, yet again, picking up another assist, setting up that Chase Prisky goal. Uh, just what has it meant to have him back healthy again after uh, early on in the playoffs, seeing him knocked out of action and, and him working through the offseason get back to where he is? Yeah, I think when uh, when he's going offensively, we're all going offensively. He, you know, he's kind of the leader of the charge on that, and you know, he's going to get his sixty points a year. So we just gotta we just gotta help him out with that. And yeah, he's been great. He's been he's been awesome in the room. He's been great on the ice. You know, just kind of giving little tips to you know the younger guys and then guys who are you know maybe in a little bit of a slump. Just kind of giving them a little bit of a, a little bit of a couple tips to help you know when you're around the net. So yeah, he's a he's been great for us this year and. It sucked that he got hurt last year, and you know I think he's hungry that he wants he wants to be a part of the championship run this year. So we're gonna do it again. Players brought in such as Pierre Dubay, Alex Lamoge. Uh, how have they kind of assimilated into into the group in the locker room? Yeah, they've been good. Um, you know, I've been on teams where you kind of get to the rank and there's groups of guys hanging out, but you know our team we're so close. Everybody talks to each other. I mean, even the Russians like. It's hard for them because they don't know too much English, but everybody always makes the, the effort to talk to them and, you know, just have them. If we're positive, we're going to play good. And I think that's a big thing for us. And that teamwork, like you said, it's it's awesome. Um, everyone in the room is like good friends. We all like to hang out together. So I think that's a big thing on uh, winning teams. To that end, you, you mentioned some of the Russian players. Dmitry Yasipov, a guy that um, most media members, most fans, uh, coming to the games probably haven't seen because he simply hasn't been able to get into the lineup yet in the regular season. Uh, but how is he, what sort of presence has he brought into the locker room helping serve as kind of a translator for some of those younger Russian players? Yeah, he's been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, like you said, he's been kind of helping uh, Miro, Bogdan uh, with some translation. And I've never seen a guy with a bigger smile on his face every day at the rink. So he's been awesome. It's I was kind of right with him before playing on Friday, but he's been great. He's uh, always happy, always upbeat, you know, always talking to the guys, telling stories. So he's awesome to have in there. Heading into next week, a pretty lengthy number of days off before you get back on the horse again next Saturday against Lehigh Valley with a back-to-back. -back. Uh, what's kind of the plan going forward and heading into this upcoming week with a lot of practice days ahead? Yeah, I think just kind of harping on what we did tonight. Um, you know, we played a good 60 minutes. We we were forechecking hard, and I think we just gotta, you know, find some find some ways to make some more offensive zone plays. Um, but we played good tonight. It was a it was a good win after Friday's game, and you now we're just gonna get back at back to work at practice on Monday and go from there. Um, you you really stepped into the role like like when your number number was called. Um, do you feel like you, you had that mentality again, knowing like you sat out the first couple days, but as soon as coach needs someone for a tough grind that was coming up, you were like, yep, put me in. Yeah. And I think, um, the coaches have been talking to me every game when I'm not playing. So they just, 
they know how hard it is. There, there's a lot of guys here, and you know that's it's kind of just the luck of the draw this year. But you know, I was ready. I was working hard in the gym and in practice to when I did get my number called that I was in game shape and ready to go. And I think I did a pretty good job of that this weekend. And a bit of a separate, a separate note, and correct me if I'm wrong. You got a brother up on the Capitals. Yes. Yeah. Do you keep in con- contact with them? Yeah, I talk to him and my other brother who's out in Anaheim pretty much every mm-hmm. day. You guys all you have like a chat group just going back and forth saying like, hey, did this, you see highlight and all that? Yeah, we, we, we try not to talk about hockey actually. Uh, you know, we're around it so much that, you know, we, we mostly talk about fantasy football and just <laughs> they both have uh, two girls. So I just, I love calling them to see them and, you know, I miss them a lot, but it's, uh, it's part of the job and that's what summers are for to spend time with them. Excellent. Well, thank you for what you've done these past two games, and hopefully we can get you more into the lineup and some more of these back-to-backs and um, a lot more games coming up here on the holiday season. So, Stromer, thank you so much, brother, for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. So, sorry for all of you who are watching along on the video. Um, I don't have the interview for you with uh, Matt Stromer. If you want, check out the audio podcast tomorrow, and I will have it up. Um, if I eventually get to the point where I could play it on here and you guys have listened to it, we might get to that point, but I'm not there yet. So let's take a look at the standings as the bears are in first place in the Atlantic division with 16 points at the time of this recording on Sunday, November 5th, the Bears sit at eight and three with 16 points in second place is the Hartford Wolfpack with 13 points with 13 points. The Charlotte Chucker sitting in third with 12 points. The Springfield Thunderboys have crawled themselves up the rankings and are sitting in fourth, but they played more games than Charlotte, so they are sitting in fourth. Wilkes-Barre Scranton sitting in fifth with 5-4-1 and one, and 11 points on, on the season. Six of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at 4-4-2-0 four, four, and zero with 10 points. The Providence Bruins at nine points. Don't laugh, everyone. Providence will go on a run later on in the season. They're 3-4-1-2. And And dead last is the Bridgeport Islanders at 2-5-1-0 with five points on the season. (laughs) We could have lost to them. Let's take a look how things are going in the north. In the north, the Rochester Amherst. Americans lead the division with their red, white, and blue glory. And they're injured right now. But once they get guys back, are at the top of the division with 14 points. The Cleveland Monsters sit in second with 12. The Toronto Marlies sit in third with 12. Syracuse Crunch in fourth with 11 points. The Belleville Senators sit in fifth with nine points. The Utica Comets are in sixth with eight points. And in dead effing last, Le Rocket de Laval at two, seven, and one with five points. How they ever, how they ever get five points? It's a miracle. Um, let's see here. Should we take a look? Get a quick rundown out west. What you guys want to know? How Mason Morelli and the Henderson Silver Knights are doing? Okay. Well, Henderson Silver Knights are in first place. They're fourteen points. They're leading the Pacific Division. I, I'm kidding. It's Pacific Division. They lead the Pacific Division with fourteen points, being trailed by the Abbotsford Canucks and the Calgary. Wranglers. So 
Bears are still in first place for now and are going to get some extended time off as the Bears will not be back in action until this coming Saturday. No midweek hockey, no Friday night game. They'll be back at it on Saturday. They're at the PPL Center at the Electrodrome. Well, they were take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. The first regular season visit to the Electrodrome Saturday night, 7.15 start. It says 7.05, but it never starts at 7.05. Why? Because they got to do TV commercials for Service Channel 69. <clears throat> I'm not joking. They have a TV deal with Channel 69 out there. And they also have Big D's Pizza out there. Just saying. Anyway, uh, the Bears are will take on the Phantoms, and then the Phantoms will return the favor by coming back to Hershey for a 3 o'clock start on Sunday to take on the Bears. It is Hockey Fights Cancer Night. There will be specialty warm-up jerseys, jerseys worn for it, and auctioned off post-game. Folks, can we try to keep the, the bids to under 10 grand this time? Or at least under 5 grand this time? I, I shouldn't say that. The money goes to a good, good cause, but it's just fun. It's funny when Mike Vecchione goes for six grand, a warm up. I'm just saying. There's also a uh, Penn State Health Inflatable Cheer Sticks Night. Oh, lovely. We're going to get those up. We're going to give them to kids, load them full of sugar, and then have them beat the tar out of each other with them. No, this won't backfire horrendously. But I kid, one cheer stick per person, and and the and the Bears will be at it on a Saturday. A bit more of an outlook as next Wednesday, the Bears will travel back up to Wilkes-Barre for another road game there against the Pens. You getting tired of this yet? We still got two more Wednesday night games up there, up there in Wilkes. And after that, after this uh, mid one against the, against the Penguins, this midweek game, we won't go back to Wilkes-Barre until the end of January. So schedule will open up a little bit. And then next weekend will be a home-and-home home series against the Bridgeport Islanders. Friday night here, Saturday night in Western Connecticut. So that'll do it for the Grit and Bear It podcast this week. Thank you to everyone who's watched along on Facebook. Thank you to everyone who's followed along on Twitter as well. And for all of you who downloaded this, onto, you know, wherever you listen on Spotify or wherever else. Thank you so, thank you so much. This podcast would not be made without each and every one of you, without each and every one of you watching. So take care, everyone. Enjoy your week. And above all else, go Bears. Catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. 
This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears!